It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Penn State, I won't say got lucky, but really got a good player in the transfer portal when they got Arnold Ebikiti from Temple, who came in and had one of the best pass rushing seasons for Penn State football in recent history. Can they do that again? And do they need that again? That's going to be a big question coming into this uh, show here on our BWI two BWI Daily Two-A-Days as we take a look at the defensive line. And then on the interior, is the hype about Zane Durant true? What's the story with P.J. Mustafer? How much should you expect from him during this season? All those questions answered on the BWI Daily Edition. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Training camp two-a-days here on the BWI Daily Edition, giving you extra content, getting you psyched for Penn State football as we get into the first week of training camp. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr, bringing in senior editor Nate Bauer, as always, as we preview the defensive line. Now, we've done position by position, but we did the O-line together, so we're doing the D-line together. Defensive tackles, defensive ends. So this group, despite having a lot of returning faces, has some important turnover, Nate. Set the scene for us along the defensive line for Penn State football. Oh, boy. Where do we start? I, I Certainly, you can't, to me, start anywhere other than Arnold Ebiketti and Jesse Lucetta not being on the team this year. <laughs> right? Like, those guys are in the NFL. And so, uh, because of that, you've lost um, really two-thirds of the equation for what your defensive end position looked like last season. Um, you know, and and as you so eloquently stated in the intro in Ebiketti, you know, I mean, what a what a strike gold, right? Like he he just to to be able to have brought in a player of his caliber who ended up being a second round NFL draft pick. Like that, that's difficult. That's a tall task to be able to yeah. replace that type of production and that type of, uh, you know, high end talent. And really, not just him, you're talking about back to back years, right? Adafe Owe yeah. was a first rounder. So you've got a first and a second rounder in back to back years. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it is a fair question to ask whether or not the players that are kind of vying to step into that role, whether or not they can live up to that or whether it's even fair to expect them to live up to that. Right. Um, you know, so that's, that's the start. And then obviously looking at defensive tackle, PJ Mustafers is the huge question, right? Yeah. I mean, you just, you got to wonder where he is and then uh, everything that flows from there, right? If PJ Mustafer isn't the central figure of that equation at defensive tackle, then 
then it it raises more questions. I I just I think that it is essential that the defensive line is able to live up to and maybe even exceed some of what it's done over the last couple of years. Certainly have to exceed the expectations for the aggregate this year, right? In terms of certain players have to play better than just being a depth player. Certain players have to play better than being a true freshman or being new to the system or because everyone's new to the system. There has to be there has to be a little bit more of I've called it before shortening the learning curve. Yeah. Producing outside of that. But let's introduce here at the beginning of camp. And this is important to, to kind of lay this out. Because there's a lot of question marks about this particular group, whether or not the starting moniker matters as much as there's, as you mentioned, there's a lot of names. Can be a lot of people we talk about, but these are, as of now, the presumed starters for the Penn State defensive line. And you'll know the names as they come up here on the screen. All veteran players. Keem Beeman didn't see the field last year. He's back. PJ Mustafer got injured. Uh, he's back. Adisa Isaac injured he's back nick tarburton uh presumed starter right now and we're going to give him that as the veteran returning player as he is the presumed starter at that other defensive end position so that group on its surface i don't know that that gets a lot of people very excited about the potential of this group but talk about that those veteran players and how they fit into the puzzle as we begin this tour of the position yeah i to me, so much of it starts with Adisa Isaac and 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 really Hakeem Beeman. I mean, they're they're virtually the same story, even though they um, missed last year, for, obviously for different reasons. It, it, it's just a question of the anticipation for them going into the 2021 season was quite high, right? Like that, the, both of those guys were expected coming off of 2020 to be a big factor in what Penn State was able to do on the defensive line, and Penn State ended up having neither available. Yeah. So is Hakeem Beeman, like, bottom line, is Hakeem Beeman and what he represented before 2021, is that still good enough and or better than what's happened to everybody else in the meantime? You know, but what what is the impact of that? Yeah. Isaac is coming off of an injury that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, debilitating, right? Like, I mean, uh, I'm not going to dance around it. It's an Achilles. And so yeah. to come back from an Achilles uh, in a year, he obviously has a little bit more of a, a, a running start than PJ Mustafer. Yeah. At his injury occurred, I believe, in June of last year. Yeah. So. You're, the the window is a little bit larger, fourteen months, fifteen months. But by the time he gets back on the field, um, but but yeah. for both of those guys and what Penn State wants to do in terms of a pass rush perspective, particularly, it's extremely important that they hit. Yeah, that these, that these guys come through. Um, so we'll see. Uh, just as a quick update, I'm going to introduce now the rest of uh, the players at the position of the defensive tackles, defensive line, important players. We've already mentioned a bunch of them, but just give you formally everybody at the position that we think are going to be factors in this group. You have, of course, these are the depth players that we know we're going to be a part of the rotation in some form or fashion. Defensive end Smith Vilbert, Amin Vanover, currently a defensive end on the roster. Uh, Devon Ellis and Kaziah Izzard at defensive tackle. And then, of course, the other notable names. Huge man crush on Jordan Vandenberg and his potential uh, on this show in particular. And just to give you a quick update, Amin Vanover, 266 pounds. 
as a listed on the roster as of today. And uh, let me find Hakeem Beeman, 261 pounds. Those two have been flipping back and forth as whether or not they're defensive tackle or defensive end for, I think, five, six years now. Of course, let's just get right into it and let's give you the important players at the new, we're calling these the new players, although most of them are freshmen. And here you see five-star defensive end, Deny Dennis Sutton. You have Chop Robinson. And of course, you have some of the other younger players that aren't expected to be a part of this rotation right away, but are freshmen here in the class of 2022. So now that we have everybody introduced and we have our starting off or starting defensive line, which I'll throw back up here on the screen. How long before this group looks different? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, this, could, that's it, a big question about this group. It could be September one. It might be even before that. Right. I mean, certainly, Adisa Isaac is absolutely part of the conversation. So is Nick Tarburton, obviously. And I think that Tarburton is trending toward being a starter. But mm -hmm. Chop Robinson is going to be somewhere, right? Yep. Whether he's a rotational player or somebody who can step in and start right away. What does that mean in terms of displacing Adisa Isaac or not? Yeah. To be determined. Um, but certainly that's one. I think defensive tackle is another place where, yeah, it, one, you don't know what's going to happen with PJ Mustafer. They say that he's 100%. He says he's 100%. Yep. You and I are on the same page here. We're, we're just, we're going to believe it when we see it. And so yep. uh, best of luck to the kid. Uh, you know, hopefully the rehab is where he wants it to be and he yep. feels confident enough to play on it at full strength. But that that's tough. That's a tough task. To me, it's fairly clear that Devon Ellis is the backup there, right? Yes. So maybe Devon Ellis is the guy that you see in that first game um, in a in a heavier rotational role than it would be otherwise, depending on where Mustafer is at. Let's stay at the defensive tackle position a little bit last year because one of the biggest problems that Penn State had is once P.J. Mustafer went down, the experience was not there between yep. Devon Ellis and Keziah Izzard. Have they matured enough that switching schemes is going to change things for them? Or is the scheme switched to a more aggressive one gap penetrating defense? Is that a, is that a better thing? And we'll see more production from those players overall. Those two, I think in particular were a, were a sore spot for Penn State fans and, and an evaluation point. So can you expect something better from the depth at defensive tackle this year? Yeah. I, I, one, I think you, you can expect something better just by nature of having the luxury of that time and that experience. But also, I'm not sure that it was necessarily fair given the circumstances of how those guys got to be in those starting roles. They weren't supposed to be starters last year, right? right. But they but they became starters by matter of circumstances. Um, you know, I... You, you handle the, the the Manny Diaz effect, right? Because you, you know that better than I do. But I, I would just say hitching their wagon to PJ Mustafer mm -hmm. to me suggests some level of concern about what's behind him. Yeah. Because if, right. If the, there would be a lot of caveats about how we like the depth at the position. And when yeah. PJ comes back, it's not just about PJ. It's about the whole, we would heard a very different story, right? With like with or without PJ, we're really thrilled about what the talent level is here. Yeah. And I don't think 
necessarily that we've heard that. That said, I think defensive tackle probably falls into some of the conversations that we've had elsewhere on mm-hmm. offense, right? The depth of the receivers, maybe the the ceiling of the group is not as high as it had been last year or the year before, but on the whole, the bottom of the floor, I mean, there are six players at defensive tackle at least yeah. who can play, who you can very easily conceive of and say, okay, well, it, you can have guys go down. You can you can lose players to injury and still feel pretty good about what you have at defensive tackles. The numbers are right. Uh, it's just a matter of is Zane Durant right for for as much hype as he's gotten this offseason and yeah. seemingly for good reason. He, he he just he does it all. He's consistent. He he uh, grabbed the attention of a lot of his teammates this past spring. It, it's that defensive tackle position is a bit of a mystery and it's one of the one of the ones I'm interested in uncovering a little more when it comes to how they plan on deploying and using everybody uh are they going to use some guys in unconventional roles because I've I've broken it down a lot of times by that three technique versus the one technique and PJ Mustafer the nose tackle the one technique the guy that is playing you're aligning him where you think they want to run that's what it essentially means so you've got you've got Mustafer You've got Ellie's Vandenberg and Mulba are the guys that I consider in that role. Mm-hmm. If Mustafer is not fully healthy and Ellie's has not taken that step forward, I think very quickly you get into a concerning situation at the one tech, the three technique. I find that very interesting because you have three guys with upside and one of them being a true freshman in Zane Durant, uh, Izzard and Beeman there. You've got a legitimate th- opportunity for three players to take a step forward or none of them, as you just uh, as you right. just pointed out. Right. So then, so as much as there is a lot of depth in players, there are still a bunch of questions. Let's talk about the defensive end position because I think you're in the same boat here, and here's why: we talk about Adisa Isaac as a returning veteran, and we talk about the talent of those pass rushers and the guys that we think need to take a step forward when it comes to the position and providing the pressure to make this defense hum to make the, the, the scheme sing. Let me give you what they've done so far in their career. Adisa Isaac, 313 total career snaps, according to PFF chop Robinson, 263 deny Dennis Sutton zero. So when we talk about Nick Tarburton as he's a presumed starter, he's at least got 500. Like he's got about a season's worth of starting reps under his belt. Yep. So, should you be as optimistic about this group as James Franklin was on Big Ten Media Day? Smith Vilbert's the guy that we never talk about. So, I, I mean, I just I want to start there. But he, he is an option. He is a guy who is going to play there. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're looking, right? Isaac, Tarburton, Vilbert, Vanover, Robinson, and Denai Dennis Sutton. Right. Yeah. Um, because because the rest of it. So let's let's declare our X factor for this group. And to me, it comes down to there, there are so many X factors for this particular group. But what it comes down to is the timeline. What is the timeline for the defensive line position? PJ Mustfer, what's his timeline towards a more full recovery where he is available for more snaps and more impactful snaps? Yep. Deny Dennis Sutton, what is his timeline of acclimation to the defense and to college football? Chop yep. Robinson, what is his acclimation period? Adisa Isaac, what is his return from injury 
explosive pass rusher, get off the ball, get on the other side of the line of scrimmage. The timeline for these guys coming together and, and reaching a threshold of their upside is going to determine the success or failure, I believe, of the defensive line. And then by proxy, the defense, uh, anything on that that you want to add? You and I probably share the perspective of you look at the group as names and yeah. everything that we've heard about them, everything that we know about them. And you say, or at least I say, man, they could be stacked. Yes. This defensive, this defensive line could be really good. That The potential is there for excellence across the board. So you you are a perfect transition into this, what you saw there on the screen while, uh, while Nate was talking. Stock up or stock down? What you just said, where does that land? Up or down? When all of the, the wheat is sorted, where are we? Hmm. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough because the, pro the problem is, is I, I can look at what I sold my shares of Arnold Ebiketti at. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, One I, player I, made a huge impact on that defense. He was the line in the sand between the secondary being hung out to dry and there being pressure on the quarterback so they could jump those routes and make those interceptions. That is a real thing. And yeah. the way he provided, especially on third down, can you replicate that with more people, but one kind of like the, the conversation about tight end? Can you replicate that with multiple players and get the same result? That is, to me, the biggest question about this group because the run defense will sort itself out, good or bad. But last year, the reason that defense was good is the secondary was great and Ebiketti was there as the, the constant pressure for Penn State to get on the quarterback. Yep. Yeah. I, I, so we're going to see. I, I, I think yeah. that... I, I don't know that there's a first or second round pick. I mean, maybe yeah. deny who, like who this knows, year's right. Right. You're, but you're talking about the class. You're talking about 2023 in that particular draft. Nobody on this group is a second round pick. Uh, right. Should have been a first round pick, by the way, in this particular group that's going next year. They're not going to have that level of production and athleticism and all those things. But to it, me, it's it, whether yeah. or not the guys that are in the 24 or 25, are they yep. first round picks? And yep. that and how quickly they get there. I I don't want to call it either. I don't want to do it, but we got to well, get out of here. <laughs> it's too it's it's just too early. It's 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 to be determined. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're buying, right? Like yeah. the, the, the there we go. We're the, buying shares. Maybe not, we're just buying shares. Buy shares because right now it might be as low as it gets. And you can diversify your portfolio with as many players here as possible. That's There's correct. a great I love it when we find a great out of having to make a hard decision. That'll do it for our uh, two days here on the BWI YouTube channel and, of course, our podcast. We're doing uh, the BWI Daily Edition Monday through Friday now. It is back on Tuesdays, so you'll have six shows a week plus whatever we do live and our reports from training camp. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.